0: Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. This is Macabre Grimoire, with airy show, Travis Nye and Robert Mayling.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Macabre Memoir chapter 15, the Toynbee Tiles. I'm your host Ari Show, here with my co-host Robert Mayling. Hey, hey, hey. And Travis Nye. Hey. So, the Toynbee Tiles. I first heard about these when I was listening to one of my favorite epi- one of my favorite podcasts, Bizarre States. Um and I just think it's kind of interesting that they just they're random, they're everywhere and they've been going on since the 80s, which I th- think describes a lot of 80s bands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the Toy and Bee tiles, also called the Toy and Bee plaques, are messages of unknown origin found embedded in asphalt of streets in about two dozen major cities in the United States and four South American cities. Since the 1980s, several hundred tiles have been discovered. They are generally about the size of an American license plate, although some are considerably larger. They contain some variation of the following inscription... Toy and Bee idea in movie two thousand one Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter, which that's what caught my attention was. Uh, on Planet Jupiter, through, I was going through uh, documentaries and I was like Resurrect the Dead on Planet Jupiter or whatever is the, like the name of the the famous documentary they did about this. Oh, and uh, I was just like, what the hell? And then I saw the the Toy and Bee tile on the cover and I was like, what is this? And that so that documentary kind of opened the door. I was like this this is a thing? I was just yeah. like, holy shit, that's so weird. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the first, uh, the Toynbee tiles were first photographed in the late 1980s, and their first known reference in media came in 1994 in the Baltimore Sun. A 1983 letter to the Philadelphia Inquirer referenced a Philadelphia-based campaign with themes similar to those mentioned in the tiles, i.e. Uh, resurrecting the Dead on Jupiter, Stanley Kubrick, Arnold J. Toynbee. Uh, but did not refer to the tiles. In the United States, the tiles have been officially sited as far west as Kansas City, Missouri, and as far north as Boston, Massachusetts, and as far south as Washington, D.C. Since 2002, very few new tiles considered to be the work of the original artist have appeared outside the immediate Philadelphia area. Many older tiles considered to be work of the original tiler have been eroded by traffic, but as of 2011, older tiles remain in Pittsburgh, St. Louis cincinnati uh cleveland and in some south america locations uh, on june 19th 2013 the tile, tiles resembling the toyambi tiles appeared in the uh, street in topeka kansas they were removed by the evening of the next day less than a month later on july 17th 2013 a tile resembling the toyambi tiles appeared on a street in salt lake city utah
1: so, like, a copycat, possibly?
2: Yeah, that, that and I, that's the vibe I get from the documentary, is that there's a lot of copycats mm. that came after this. Because, I right. mean, even, Travis, when you first heard the idea, the first thing you said was like, we need to put some of these in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, immediately, that's everyone's reaction. Yes. It's like, I want a toy and be tile in I my I want to do it, too. It's like, puts you on the map, I want to be special. Wish I was special. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I will, I will spare our audience any more of that horror. Uh... Commonly, a city will have a couple large, colorful tiles with numerous small, uh, simple tiles. Uh, in a documentary film, and like I said, this is the documentary that uh, really inspired me with it, uh, Justin Dwer, or Dwer, Assumes that Toynbee refers to the 20th century British historian Aaron J. Toynbee, and, and that Kubrick's 2001 is a reference to the 1968 film 2001: A Space Odyssey, a film co-written by and directed by filmmaker Stanley Kubrick, about a manned mission to Jupiter. Um, Interesting. There's actually a website for people who speculate about this. And so, I mean, obviously, it's well, a yes. big thing on the web. Yes. Toynbee.net website speculates that Toy and Bee refers to Ray Bradbury's short story The Toy and Bee Convector which is something until I researched this episode I had not heard of and I'm a huge Ray Bradbury fan so oh. I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the tiles contain text similar to the uh, the ones we've been talking about and the one that will be above here in the, uh, the show notes mm-hmm. although a uh, second set is often found nearby. Several of these allude to a mass conspiracy in the press including newspaper magnate uh, John S. Knight of Knight Rider, uh, the U.S. government, the USSR, uh, even in tiles that are seemingly made after years after the Soviet Union's dissolution, uh, and then uh, it's disputed here uh, on the source, which this was from Wikipedia, claiming that there were a few that were there were, that claimed there were toy and me tiles that mentioned uh, conspiracies with Jews, but. Uh, I didn't find any images of those or any other references other than the uh, the Wikipedia mention. Sure. Even Wikipedia put a citation needed on that. Yeah, we need to prove that. It's, con- it's kind of a common trope, though, of conspiracy theories, so I mm-hmm. guess it wouldn't surprise me, but we can't substantiate it. Sure. Uh, the writing is <laughs> of similar style and poor quality.
1: Oh, so probably uh, not.
2: Yeah. The, uh, let's see. There was a tile in Santiago, Chile, that mentions a street address in Philadelphia of 2624 South 7th, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. The current occupants of the house know nothing about the tiles and are super annoyed by oh, people who come no. to Oh, <laughs> Oh, that'd be the worst.
1: God damn. Though,
2: though this is the former residence of uh, a uh, resolute recluse and alleged tile maker, who basically the 2001 documentary film Resurrect the Dead the mystery of the Toy B tiles. Which
1: 2011 document. Is it 2011 or 2001?
2: 2011. Okay. Sorry. No, no, it's so okay. 2001 because we're saying 2001.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. I just want to make sure that when people go to it, they they're looking
2: for the the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the only documentary I've seen that's called "Resurrect the Dead: The Mystery." So uh, hopefully they okay, can cool. figure <laughs> it
1: out. Sorry. No, you're fine.
0: <laughs> the original's better.
2: better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Toy and bee tile enthusiasts believe that the native uh, Philadelphian created the Toy and bee tiles because of a large number of them that appears in the city and with their ap- variant, with their apparent age and variety of carving styles, the presence of the uh, tile creator Screed and the Philadelphia address in the Santiago tile. So basically, there's a lot of evidence pointing to the recluse guy that used to live at that house was the original like progenitor of the Toy and bee tiles. So it's just kind of like a, a street art thing, kind of like a pre-Bansky... I mean, there's been other street artists, but he's the like most famous one that I know of that like right. people who don't know anything about street art know existed or exists. Uh, let's see. I thought this was a part that was interesting to me as, as I was researching it, was uh, all the different theories about where this could have come from, because apparently a to- the Toy and Bee idea has a lot of, like speculation and it's a thing that a lot of people have talked about so it's just like but I had never heard of it mm-hmm. so uh here are some of the possible subjects Arnold J Toynbee's the idea according to letters written by the Tyler allegedly uncovered by Toynbee tile researchers in Philadelphia in 2006 Toynbee's idea stems from a passage in Arnold Toynbee's book uh called Experiences and here's a quote from the the book that they think uh, this came from. Human nature presents human minds with a puzzle which they can have not yet solved and may never succeed in solving. For all that we can tell, the dichotomy of a human being into soul and body is not the datum of experience. No one has ever been or ever met a living human soul without a body. Someone who accepts, as I myself do, taking into taking, into, uh, taking it on trust, the present day scientific account of the universe, may find it impossible to believe that a living creature, once dead, can be brought to life again. But, if we did entertain this belief, we would be thinking more scientifically if we thought, in Christian terms of psychosomatic resurrection, than if we thought of shamanistic terms of a disembodied spirit. Interesting.
1: I have no idea what to make of that.
2: So basically he's saying that uh, if there basically he's saying that if there's a resurrection if there if there is indeed a christian resurrection uh, as the the religion portends you okay. know like yep. in the revelation and stuff mm-hmm. like that that he thinks it will be uh, a psychosomatic kind of like more of a physical science based utilitarian kind of Resurrection than like a magical, like, oh, little, little sparkles will fly out of the sky, sure, and the dead will be recon- reconstituted, stuff like that. Gotcha. she's saying there'd be more of a like mechanism behind it.
1: And this is where the idea stems from this passage in this book, yeah. This, this, okay.
2: passage, this idea of you it's know, zombies versus spiritual,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, a
2: mechanical resurrection rather yeah. than a spiritual one, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: There you just go, I can it. dumb it down for you, Rob. Thank you, <laughs> thanks.
1: <laughs> I think I got caught, I think when you said dichotomy, I was, then I was like, okay, and then I just got lost, I was distracted.
2: It's quite the, uh, quite the chunk there.
1: That happens, that happens to me whenever, like, there's, like, a word, and I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that word in a while, and then I, like, then I basically get, in, go into an AD, ADD mode, and I'm just, like, I completely, like, <sighs> detach from what's actually happening, so I apologize.
0: No problem. <laughs>
2: Okay, the, the, this is another theory, and this is a shout-out to my boy, Ray Bradbury, uh, and apparently he has a short story called The Toynbee Bee Convector. Uh, here we go. Another possible interpretation of the, to- of the Toy and Bee reference comes from science fiction writer Ray Bradbury's short story, The Toy and Bee Convector, which alludes to Toynbee's Bee's idea that in order to survive, mankind must always rush to meet the future and believe in a better world and must always aim far beyond what is practically possible in order to achieve something barely within reach thus the message might be that humanity ought to strive to colonize jupiter as in clark's work or something greater to survive hmm so basically kind of in that vein of like utilitarian like physical universe uh you know don't look inward look outward and that humanity should constantly push its boundaries right and then, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, which he, Arthur C. Clarke also ties into, uh, you know, he was, you know, the other writer on, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey along with Kubrick. Arthur C. Clarke's short story, Jupiter 5, involves a spaceship, uh, named the Arnold Toynbee on a mission to Jupiter. It contains elements common with 2001. Hmm. 2001 itself has a lot about... You know, like the obelisks, you know, bringing people back to life or right. like making them gods basically mm-hmm. in Ju- around Jupiter. Uh, this one's more of a stretch. This is, uh, if you're familiar with the famous playwright David Mamet, uh, he's a play called 4am, uh, and he kind of like latched onto it and says the Toyabi tile thing is totally based on his uh, uh, his play because in it, uh, he spoke of his belief a Tiles as titles, homage to one of his plays and has described it as the weirdest thing that has ever happened. <laughs> In his 1983 work, called 4AM, uh, a radio host based on Larry King impatiently listens to a caller who contends that the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, based on the writings of Arnold Toynbee, speaks of a plan to reconstitute life on Jupiter. The radio host quickly points out the factual errors in the caller's assertion and the logical fallacies of his plan. Uh, now, the researchers of the uh, 2000 of the 2011 mm-hmm. documentary... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. No. I, I want people to have the correct information. No, I know. It's not bad. I'm terrible. Uh, claim to have uncovered several pieces of evidence that predate Mamet's play, which would kind of shoot a hole in this theory. Mm. But I think it's funny. It's kind of that synchronicity we were talking about. Yeah. With the, it's like... Okay, so Arthur C. Clarke was talking about this. Ray Bradbury was talking about this. This is clearly like a, like a thing that's out there amongst futurists, spiritualists. Yes, yes. Stuff like that. Always on
1: the same wavelength.
2: Um. Yeah, and then they cite a 1983 article in the Philadelphia Inquirer in which, which mentions a local man who is contacting all the local talk shows and newspapers to spread the message about bringing life bringing the dead to life on Jupiter as depicted in the film 2001 which weird day to get that call yeah Can you imagine being being like the well, though if they're like in a major city for a talk show they get like probably the weirdest calls anyway oh god yeah especially the Absolutely. 80s when those were like huge right yeah. uh, and so here's here's a little bit of an aftermath here mm. there is no public or private agency dedicated to conserving toy and be tiles many of the tiles now now exist only as photographs taken before their destruction. The tiles have enjoyed attention from American and European media outlets, including the New York Times, the uh, Chicago Sun-Times, Spiegel Online, uh, NPR, and in 2011, I almost said 2001 again, <laughs> Philadelphia-based filmmakers Justin Durr and John Foy, Colin Smith, and Steve Win- Winicki, uh released Resurrect the... Di- okay, yeah, Resurrect the the, the Documentary. Uh, the film selected for 2011 Sundance Film Festival, in the U.S. Documentary Category, and FOI won a Category's Directing Award.
1: How do you get a Directing Award on a documentary?
2: It's all, all right. about lighting uh, and angles. I was going to say, there's, surely there's no baggage or any uh, you're not really strong t- opinions there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not
1: directing anybody. You're literally interviewing people unless you're directing the overall project. Uh, Even know, like...
2: I don't get. The expert is like, "This is the tomb of Alexander the Great." <laughs> Cut. Retake. Yeah, it's like, could you say that with more emphasis and then mention the bomb? Yeah. On, bomb. <laughs> uh, to, uh, to, to spice things up, we're going to have a, a like some explosives on the body. What? <laughs> this you is even a- get in there. <laughs> this right? is
1: a historical dig site. No, no, it just doesn't pop on screen. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What what a weird kind of cool thing, but there's there's other but there's evidence in other things within you know our world where if somebody like it's it's been doc, there's like this, these certain types of monkeys where on an island like <laughs>
2: oh I know what this is called
1: you uh, know what I'm talking keep, about keep talking okay I'm okay okay name. so okay <laughs> you're giggling I have Travis. no idea
2: where this is
0: going okay. I'm like so okay what there's
1: are... these monkeys and the scientists gave them. Like this fruit, and the, but they toss it into the sand, and the monkeys. Some of the monkeys would just the, would just eat it with the sand on it, but the younger monkeys would like wash it off in the water, and then eventually the older monkeys started adapting that behavior, and then they found that that was a, a symbolic, preferable way.
2: Symbolic dissidents.
1: Yes, just symbolic distance effect. Um, so then what ended up happening is that another set of monkeys on a completely different Island, far away from these group of monkeys. So these two groups of monkeys don't even like see each other, interact with each other or whatever. But basically it's the thought that it's the theory that if the thought is in the matrix, then that, that thought grows and, you know, gets spread. And so, so basically this other group of monkeys ended up washing their fruit in the water. Also, and it was just so completely like interesting. Because
2: the communities are completely unconnected, but once that idea was unleashed, right. It was everywhere in every member of the species.
1: And the thing that and they this has been documented not just with these monkeys, but also there was some sheep in we'll just say, I don't know, Ireland. I'm just
0: Bangladesh. Gonna... Can we go to Bangladesh? Sure.
1: Bangladesh, right. why not? So anyways, there's there was these there was these sheep and um in order for them like they wanted to, like the sheep wanted to get to basically from point a to point b and in order to get around the fence they this one sheep decided oh, i'm gonna roll underneath the fence and get to what i want to get to and so the one sheep you know gets down and rolls and then the other sheep in the herd see him do this and so then they start doing it well then other herds start doing the same thing to get out of the fencing to, you know, basically get loose, and so then the, you know, the shepherds had to, like, you know, basically account for that, but it was just, it was, you know, herds that were, do, herds that hadn't even seen these sheep rolling, you know, were adapting this, so it's, it's so yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting, um, thing, so with the Toynbee tiles, the fact that there was these, separate themes and similar ideas going on at about i don't know i wouldn't say like the same time but like in basically in the matrix is so to speak is you know it's very interesting that you can pull all that together so i think i think one of i think we have the
2: name of the wrong thing here i don't think i think symbolic distance is something else
1: i think it is too
2: um I will figure out what this is, though.
1: Just look at rolling sheep or monkeys with sandy fruit They're <laughs> <laughs> learning to, learn to wash potatoes. I, I think it's potatoes. Um, Yeah, this is what it is
2: monkeywashingpotatoes.com. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hundredth monkey yes, effect. Yes,
1: that's what it is. Yep. But it doesn't, but it basically, it doesn't get, yeah, it doesn't get ground until it gets to like a certain number and then like a certain amount of people actually do it or or animals or whatever doing it and then it explodes and it gets, and it goes everywhere. So,
0: so this kind of just blew my mind a little bit because I do a routine called 100th Monkey and I never knew why it was called that.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Re, so if you want, I can read that first paragraph on the 100th Monkey. Sure. It says, the 100th Monkey effect effect is a hypothetical phenomenon in which a new behavior or idea is claimed to spread rapidly by unexplained means from one group to all related groups once a critical number of members in, of one group exhibit the new behavior or acknowledge the new idea. One of the primary factors in the promulgation oh, that's a word of the story is that many authors quote secondary, tertiary, or post-tertiary sources which have themselves misrepresented the original observations. So that's what it is. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool thing, and it it happens with basically like all walks of life. But yeah, it's kind of cool. So I think that that's kind of what this twinebeet is. Yeah. I think there. I do believe that there is one source of the inspiration for the twinebeet tiles, which created the tiles in the first place. But there's but there's just similar works at this about the same time that kind of contribute to not understanding. Um, basically, uh, fuck, I can't, I hit, I hit my apex of... You're okay,
2: but yeah, it's, uh, and this isn't just for this Toy and Me thing, this is actually, we could do a whole episode about this down the road, uh, it's just like, uh, the atom bomb is the is the big one that pops in my head Mm, right away mm -hmm. where it was like there were teams that made the breakthrough like simultaneously all like three different ones all over the world right at the same time oh interesting uh, that were that made the same breakthrough that made it right uh you know fission bomb possible right right and uh there's a bunch of other technologies where it happened at like the exact same time and so Mm -hmm. then it was like they'd go to court because they're like you stole my idea you stole my idea and it's like no, everybody just had the same idea, even though they were, like, isolated from each other. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you see that with with movies, too, where it's like they couldn't have... You know, because movies take a long time to 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 plan, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. uh, put together and plan and everything else. So when you have two volcano movies that come out like instantly, yeah, it's not always that one studio was like, "Oh, we're going to one up them." I mean, sometimes that happens, but lots of yeah. times it is just like the same that s- was in the zeitgeist, right? Like with, uh, you know, Deep Impact and whatever the other or Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. Armageddon
1: and Deep Impact. Uh, we did a whole episode on similar movies and chaos, on Chaos Reigns. I forget. I'll define that episode title. But yeah, we did a whole whole episode on uh, similar movies, and being released about the same time. So yeah, no, it's yeah. So this is this I, that's kind of what I think some of this is. Um, but yeah, but you, it it just it says a lot about the energy that is around all of us at all times, and that we're actually all kind of on the same wavelength because like your thoughts are have an energy to it your actions have an energy to it and so the fact that some people that you can tune into those and en- are different energy wavelengths says a lot because it's it's pr- you know it's provable it's provable but you can't exactly measure it because it's so random because it's like how do i i know what am i going to be the hundredth monkey on this particular idea i don't know you know so yeah that's what the psychic has to say about that <laughs>
2: So yeah, that was the Toy and Me Tiles. I think they're super fascinating. If it's still on Netflix, you should totally check out that documentary. I found it super fascinating. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Thank you for joining us again. And uh, yeah, uh, have a great week, everyone. Be sure to uh, check out all of our podcasts at thesueempire.com be sure to check out uh, Midwest Medium. Is that what? It's oh yeah!
1: About? I launched my page, you guys! <laughs> you can like come and go to my page. It's called Ari Nicole Midwest Medium on Facebook, or just um, if you go facebook.com slash Ari Nicole Medium, um, that's how you can find me. And then on YouTube, it's Midwest Medium. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be launching a Twitter feed or anything like that, uh, but um, you can definitely contact me at those two sources, and um, reach out to me anytime if you want a reading. Um, I'll be doing gallery events, and intuition development um i do release monthly horoscope videos for you to kind of peruse at your leisure and um those are always released once a month and then eventually i'll start having live facebook events and meditation mondays and all kinds of cool stuff once i get my in-house studio set up
2: so yeah very cool and then travis and the magic of travis nine be sure to check that out
0: yeah i have uh in-house readings i'm going to be doing in gout and <laughs> uh, what? Oh wait, wait, no! Sorry, that that was that whole hundredth monkey effect there. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't steal it. I just had the oh, idea. Oh, of course, of course. Um, yeah, so you can follow me at magicoftravisnye.com, Uh That links all my Facebook, Instagram stuff like that. I've kind of abandoned my Twitter, so don't get on Twitter to look for me.
1: You can. You're just not gonna. Do no, I, about
0: I, I much out of it. Yeah, right. So I don't really use it.
1: I I go on Twitter just to kind of read. I never post anything because I don't think I have anything clever enough to say on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, Twitter's an East Coast West Coast thing. It's not really used in the Midwest. No, it, it truly isn't. So it was a waste of
2: my time. But reporters really like it, and uh, and then also for like live events, it can be. Even in Sioux Falls, it can actually be pretty good. But generally, yeah, about 80% of the referral traffic like that the Sioux Empire gets mm-hmm. is Facebook. Yeah. This is, this is, Sioux Falls, where we're based at here, is definitely a Facebook-heavy town. Oh, yeah.
1: super, super Facebook-heavy. Um, yep. When do you think this episode will drop? Uh,
2: ooh, in like a month?
1: Okay, so... Oh, well, I don't know if it's time for us to plug our stuff. Like our dates and stuff. Mine or is will that too have far already
0: out? be going. Yep.
1: Oh, if
0: not gone. Well,
1: I have a I have a holistic health fair coming up on November tenth at the Body Lab Expo. If you want to come down and see me in person, and I will totally give
0: you a reading. I think I'm
1: charging only twenty five dollars for
0: that. So you're so. not giving a reading. Well, I'm
1: gonna get. What do you mean not giving a read? What?
0: <laughs> you said I'll give you a reading. I'm yeah. only charging twenty dollars
1: uh, for twenty five dollars. There you go. In fifteen minutes, <laughs> I will give you a reading. There you go. So, there. That's November 10th, and that's far enough out that I think this episode will be live by then. So,
0: Told you I could represent myself.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Flashback joke.
1: Don't Callback. Call back.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we will see you next time. Bye. Macabre
0: Grimoire is a production of the SiouxEmpire.com. Learn more at macabregrimoire.com